Yeah. So um, he just drank the cheapest stuff ever. Well, out of cans. So I like to drink the good stuff. I like to drink the good stuff too. This is this is this is on. <laughs> this, is, this is freaking on. What's up, Pilgrim Nation? This is Keith coming at you live. Sorry, we haven't had any new content in the last week or so. Um, we've been busy, you know, just chilling and honestly just haven't me and Ben tried to do a podcast last week, but we ended up just hanging out and jamming. So anyways, I've got Nate here. What's up, Nate? What's going on with you? Bro, freaking a lot is up. I didn't wear deodorant today and my pits kind of stink. Dude, you know what? For the first time in months, I've detected... Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. (laughs) So for the first time in months, I've detected my own BO today. That's not a it's good thing. It's very. Yeah, I was actually. I mean, that ask happens you. pretty oftenly for me. Uh, it does. You know, I, I'm like completely honest when I say this. It does not happen very often for me. Like for me to smell my armpit without me raising my arms, sometimes. Oh, you weren't even raising your arms. No. So, ooh. Like. Yeah. That's well, actually, I take that back. I was because I was changing my shirt. So I guess that does count. It was kind of wafting the air up into my nose. Yeah, yeah. It was just kind of like. But it was enough to notice, and I put deodorant yeah. on this morning, but. Not as liberally as I usually would because – so here, here's the deal. I used antiperspirant this morning, which I never do because I'm totally against antiperspirants because they're so unhealthy. Clogs your pores, puts so bacteria in there, yeah. So – Do you remember when I had that really bad rash? Yeah. It's probably because of antiperspirants. Yeah, and, that's what I was and using. And aluminum and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, go ahead. But um, I used antiperspirant for the first time in forever today. Like I literally couldn't tell you the last time I used it. But um, it's because the only thing I had, because I had an unexpected overnight with my job last night. Okay. Um, I was in Kentucky, and because of the weather yesterday morning, which was crazy, a bunch of freezing rain and everything. Um, oh, it, tell me about it. I was driving yeah. 40 minutes to Indianapolis yesterday. It took me two hours to get to my job yesterday. Dude, okay, I got to tell you guys something. So as I was driving down 69 yesterday, or the day before, was it? Yeah, yeah, it was yesterday. Anyway, so on my way up, I see like ten accidents. No joke. I saw I saw seven accidents yesterday on my way to work. Yeah, yeah. And I'm only driving twenty five miles on sixty nine, but I saw yeah. ten accidents, and I was almost in one. Me I didn't too. tell you. Me too. So yeah. I was driving. There was this dude in front of me. He went to go switch lanes to get around a semi, and when he did that, his back tire mm-hmm. spun out. And Fish did tailed. did a 180 and stopped with his headlights facing right towards me. Bruh. And he's just like, <laughs> and just turns around and drives away. That's awesome. <laughs> so in case, because be, <laughs> I was going to say in case the listeners couldn't see what Keith just did. He of just course you, Of course you can't see. He just did a, he, a he, white man wave and he did drove a white away. Man wave, like, or no, it was more like an alien wave. It was more like yes. high or things. It was probably like a Spock thing. Like, yeah, exa- it's exactly what I was thinking. I <laughs> so, um, yeah, <laughs> the car just disappears. So, so what happened? What happened to me? So, um, I was already gonna be a little later to work. Like, I had to show up early yesterday, ideally, because I needed to unload some things before I left at the shop. So I was planning on getting there like 45 minutes early yesterday. Well, I think I accidentally turned my alarm off instead of mm. hitting snooze at like five in the morning. That sucks. Didn't wake up till six 30 and I usually wake up at six 30. So my body's like natural clock woke me up thankfully, but still 
even under normal weather conditions, I would have only been getting there like at eight o'clock, like at my normal time. Yeah. So I was already running like not as early as I was planning to, which probably would have been okay. Um, but when you added the weather on top, it totally screwed it up. And of course the weather got hit or the, the, the traffic got heavier as the morning went on, you know, closer to more people's time getting to and from work. But what was so dangerous about yesterday was the roads were like unexpectedly bad. Like we have had like 40 and 50 degree temperatures for a few days. Okay. And so like the roads just froze over like it rained and then it froze. And like, I feel like half the drivers on the road didn't even realize that there was black ice. No. That's why there were so many accidents. I saw a really bad one, man. There was like two cars where the entire front ends were destroyed. I didn't see a whole, I didn't really see any bad ones. There were like five five cars that just ran off the road. I saw that. A couple of them that had like hit the siding. I saw and, that. Yeah. yeah. I got stopped by one. Yeah. Like happened it was like bad, right in dude. front of me. There was a freak I saw a bus, dude. I saw a bus off the road that yesterday. That sucks. Off of 62nd Street. Yeah. But um not to, I was not, driving not to, to focus on work. this the whole podcast, but just to finish what I was saying like I was already much later than I wanted to be by the time I got to 465. So I was like, screw mm-hmm. this. 465 was like a parking lot, assumedly because of, yeah. of an accident. So I was like, I'm going to go straight through Benford. Take oh, you must have gone later Kessler. than I did. I don't know. What time did you go? What time did you well, hit? Well, because you go to work earlier than yeah, I Yeah, what time did you hit 465? It would have been like... Because I'm... It would have been like probably a 7.50. Uh, it's way later than me. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was Anyways, a freaking parking lot. Not to bore you all with our traffic, morning traffic. No, but it's it's interesting, though, because, like, a freaking bus went off the road, and I almost got in an accident because I was going up. I was No, no, you don't need another accident right now, no, Nate. No, I don't. No, 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 I don't. You've got enough it's, pending lawsuits at the moment. Bro, seriously, So I'm like, I'm, like, about to go, like, up this hill, and so I'm, I'm realizing I need to turn now. Because I'm in a freaking two-wheel drive truck with no weight in the back. There's no way I'm getting up this hill. It's just solid ice. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to turn. So I'm like a block away from where I'm going to turn, and this car on uh, on the opposite side coming toward me starts fishtailing, like violently, like coming in and out of my lane, just like a freaking snake, oh, like shit. serpent lord, just like going in and out of traffic. <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was like. I was like, I was like, get behind me, Satan. Yeah. Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> um, but no, he like he corrected it just in time, and I was able to slow down enough. But it was nuts, dude. And uh, and then it took me like 15 minutes to get across a bridge on my detour because I was just spinning around in circles along with like 10 other cars. It was actually hilarious. I'm not kidding. It was like a donut. <laughs> it was like a donut marathon on this bridge. Oh man. On, on 31. Like we were taking turns. It was two by two, man. It was like Noah's Ark. Two cars would go <laughs> across, spend like 10 minutes doing it without hopefully getting in an accident. And then two more cars would go. I mean, that's literally how this had to happen. It was that's insane. so bad, dude. It was insane. I had to call my boss and be like, dude, I'm like, two and a half hours behind what I wanted to be today. I'm sorry. And because of all that pushing my jobs back, I ended up having to do an overnight last night, which is why I had to go to Walmart and pick up antiperspirant deodorant inside of a travel pack that was super cheap because I I didn't want to have to buy all my toiletries at full price. So I bought the little travel pack for like seven bucks. So you had to settle with antiperspirant. Yeah. So I didn't put very much on. That's the whole point of me getting on this discussion. 
I didn't put very much on. How have we spent feel... eight minutes talking about this? Because <sighs> it's the podcast. <laughs> because it's Pilgrims and Prodigals. We talk. We we drive things in the ground. <laughs> yes. It's that's what podcasts do in general. You take yeah. You like take... I listen to Joe Rogan, right? Great podcast. Which is awesome podcast. Great podcast. I they mean, need a sponsor. I us. literally probably watched two hours of his podcast last night. Just like different clips on yeah. YouTube and stuff. They'll talk about so like nose hairs for two hours. I'm serious, dude. It is the most so let's... interesting conversation you'll ever listen to. All right. Like, I'm not even there, but I'll hear about like a ketogenic diet and I'm stuck for hours. All like, right. This is. Talk this... to me about a workout plan. I, I hardly work out. And I'm, okay. listen, I'm like into it. Let's do a challenge, all right? Okay. <laughs> Before we get into anything okay. serious. All right. Let's take turns. You give me a topic. I'm going to start a discussion about it. And then we'll do likewise. Anything at all. Anything at all. Anything at all. Anything at all. Nike. See, the thing about Nike, are we talking shoes? Like the brand? Or are we talking the... Uh, Public image. The public image of Nike. Yeah. Now... See, they've they've had a pretty good public image. Uh, the, no controversies or anything, you know, like the, I don't know, like any of these other basketball stars who have been involved in domestic abuses and murders and stuff like that. So, I don't know. Nike, they've, they've kept it pretty good. I like them. They've got some well-designed shoes and they've got some good names. Don't they have like LeBron James on their, on their name, Nike? I have no idea, bro. I'm not sure. I'm not black. <laughs> wow <laughs> way to take it there but nike man i support them uh i like the pumps man uh those were really cool okay. they, do you remember the nike shocks man those were some cool shoes Dude, i had some nike shocks back in elementary school yeah i felt like if you like jumped on the or, heels or of probably, them, it was probably middle school but i don't remember yeah i always felt like if i jumped on the heels of them i should be able to like jump 10 I feet know. in the air but it never worked it well and, and you watch all the commercials and stuff and they seem to indicate that if you're wearing these shoes, you got hops. But really, it's just that if you're black, you got hops. Exactly. You know, because I could never dunk on a 10-foot. Yeah, white guy. I could hit rim all day long, but I can't dunk. Dude, white guy wearing Nike shoes, I don't know. Maybe it's going to give you another two centimeters of hops. I don't know. But you put that same shoe on a black guy. 10 feet. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> we're so racist. <laughs> all right. So uh, I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. Okay. We're, we're not racist. We're just trying to have fun. New topic. Uh, allergens. Mm. Allergens are good. So, allergens. I mean, they actually, yeah, this this plays into my point. So, most people will be like, why are allergens good? You totally just misspoke or you're an idiot. No, yeah. allergens actually can be good because most things that are, that are allergens, at least airborne, aren't toxic. Hmm. They're something that a certain person has built in either an under immunity and or an over excessive immunity uh, so an allergen is going to affect everyone regardless but so like me i'm allergic to bee stings right so the allergen that's in bee stings is going to affect me you have a hypersensitivity in your yep. natural allergic reaction to bee stings like pretty much everyone's allergic to bee stings but most people don't say that they're allergic yep. to bee stings because it's normal people that say that they're everyone's allergic, allergic to, stings, to it yeah they're all allergic to it like nobody gets a bee sting but i'm like hyper allergic to it yeah you know what i mean like i don't think that anybody gets a bee sting and it doesn't swell up at all if i get stung but, by a bee my throat is swelling up and i'm need to get EpiPen or go to the hospital yeah because i'm gonna so, die yeah so you have 
like hyper allergenic yeah. features to like conditions when you get stung. But I guess that's not what I'm talking about as much. I'm talking about like let's like because I said airborne. Let's say pollen. Okay. Pollen's not toxic, but somebody may have a predisposition, or they maybe were sheltered from the outdoors in their childhood, and they get out when they're an adult to go biking or whatever. But because they spent yeah. their whole childhood playing video games, they were never properly exposed to that before in those type of quantities. Because ah. when you're riding a bike, when you're running, you're breathing heavier, right? So yeah. if you're outside in the springtime and you got all this pollen, you're like hyperventilating and choking on pollen if you go out in Indiana in the spring. Like, there you go. Oh, yeah, my pollen allergies every year. Dude, I, it doesn't matter how much I get accustomed to them. I'm I'm done, dude. I'm crying. My nose is stuffy running. Anyways, fun, fun fact about allergens. Did you know that... Uh, Getting high is an allergic reaction. The way your body interacts with THC and stuff like that, that is actually an allergic reaction. I learned that back when I used to smoke a lot. Hmm. Yep. That's actually your body having an allergic reaction to marijuana. That's what getting high is. the THC. Yeah, Yeah, the THC stuff that's in it. Interesting. All right. But, okay, so that brings in a whole other topic and line of discussion. And I'm not just talking about pot. I'm talking about like anything that may have yeah. a similar, like, you know, a, like that same point. Um, some allergic reactions then can have good benefits. Yeah. Cause like, like obviously, mm-hmm. it, however controversial it may be, it's it's medically scientifically proven. Well, the, when you get more benefits to THC being in your body, at least within certain quantities. Well, when you get you know, allergy shots, technically every allergen has a beneficial effect because when you get an allergy shot, what it is is it's minor doses of... Yeah, but that's... <laughs> it's microdosing. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do that. Um, I mean, yeah, but that's not like... Like, the flu is not good even in, in flu shot form, it's just not enough to be bad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, the essence of it is bad. But, it well, I don't know. We're getting way too deep into this. Yep, next topic. Give me give me something random. We'll do one more round of this, and then we'll switch to something else. Okay, so my hat. Your hat. Pink. <laughs> pink. Are we talking about the artist pink? I'm not a this. This is this is Victoria's Secret. Oh, <laughs> talking about Victoria's <laughs> Secret. We'll save that for a later podcast. So, <laughs> why okay, do you have okay. a Victoria's <laughs> Secret hat? Okay, so Let's, I'm gonna ask you some questions. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. It's not mine. It's my wife's. But I looked at it and I'm like, that's kind of cute. I kind of, I kind of want to wear. Here's the thing. It's not. I mean, you're already wearing it's her not, pants. I mean, so. these aren't her pants. These are oh, one those, of her friends. Those are her pants. friends. These pants. are one of her friends' pants that I okay. may have permanently borrowed. But um, AKA stole. No, I didn't. I didn't steal them. They were left at my house for months and months, and I'm like, look, these okay. look like they'll fit me, and they're hot. I mean, I did that with your wife's pants. You did, and you rocked them, dude. Now they're mine. I guess she said she didn't want them anymore. Okay, so. there you go. See, that's <laughs> I'm, I'm cool with that. Like, you can share my wife's pants. And you it's get some okay. other random. I girl's love pants. you both, so it's okay. 
Exactly. And I get some other random woman. Like, I still don't know who these are. I think they're Kayla's. They might be Felicia's. I don't know. But they're, but they're mine now. <laughs> they fit you good. You I look, got in you look good pants. in those pants. I got tonight. in their pants, and that's what matters. Okay? Ooh. So <laughs> please, girls, don't listen to this. <laughs> Skip so, minute 15 through 16. <laughs> so it's not, and I'm not saying it's wrong, even if you are necessarily, but it's not gay for me to wear this. And here's why. It's not. Here's why. Not only is it, you know, what's yours is mine and mine is ours rule mm-hmm. because we're married, but it's also me showing my appreciation for Victoria's Secret. Okay. As a man, all right, I'm like, I love my wife. My wife's got a hot body, right? Uh, we're getting into some man discussions so, now. You know, my wife looks great naturally, but okay. she looks pretty pretty extra great with good underwear right she's not out here wearing granny panties and like what if she did what if she i mean i'd love her anyway but it'd be difficult it'd be a struggle it'd be a struggle (laughs) so no but she doesn't you know she wears normal attractive designer brand Mm -hmm. stuff right so as a man a heterosexually confident man (laughs) i can sport a pink hat, pink there as in go. brand name, endorsement, boom, sponsor, name drop. And that way if someone makes fun of it's, you. It's okay. If someone makes fun of you, say, me and my wife. Me and my wife secret. approve of this. Yeah. This. There you go. This is okay. I don't know how we got on that. Like, you're supposed to ask, give me a topic, but we ended up just talking about your wife's lingerie. How did. Well, I mean. How did we get into this? Because. Because. I said this topic, and then I'm, and then you asked me a question of why, so I had to explain why. Back to Nike. Are we talking about the Greek goddess of war, or just the shoe? Is that actually? Yeah. Gre- I always knew of Ares, right? The man. No, he's uh no Greek Roman. Is she Rome? No, that's Bologna. Victory. Bologna. She, no. Uh. No. 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 She's. Either Roman or Greek, and she's the goddess of victory. Okay. That's who Nike is. You only know this because you play Smite. I only know this. Okay, I have a story to tell you, <laughs> which I already told yes! you. Yes! It's awesome. We talked about this beforehand. So, I want to share this with the listeners real quick. So, I play this game called Smite a lot, and that's actually why I know who Nike is, because it's a really fun game. Anyways, if you don't play it, you should. But I was playing a random match, and I won't go into the details and confuse you, but I was playing a random match with this guy, and he gets mad over something I could not control, and two minutes into the game, decides he wants to just spam me and send me messages and tell me how much I suck two minutes into the game. When I was playing my role pretty good, I was playing my main, might I add, who I have the best stats on and everything. So... Anyways, not gloating or anything. He starts messaging me, talking to me about how much I suck. So I'm just like, okay, awesome. And he's like, protect the fucking warrior, blah, blah, blah. Oh, another shitty mage. I hate it when I don't queue as OP mage because I get noobs like you. And I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> okay, you got anything else? And he's like, blah, blah, blah. So he goes on for about five minutes and I'm just like, all right, okay. And then he stops messaging me and I'm like, I'm like, so... Um, are you on the uh, Smite Xbox One Facebook group, by the way? And he's he's like, no. I'm like, you should be because you're about to be famous. <laughs> so I literally went on the Facebook group 
wrote out this whole post describing what had happened, and I screenshot 13 messages oh back and forth, gosh. pages of messages back and forth that we had sent. Um, and the whole time was him just getting shitty the whole time. And I'm just like, uh-huh. Okay, thanks. Awesome. And I posted all this on Facebook, and I actually screen to Xbox Live. Yeah, and I actually <laughs> screenshotted the stuff on Facebook and sent it back to him. And I was like, people are eating your stuff up, man. You're famous already. Yeah. And, like, I guarantee you this guy's going to have his own quotes used against him in yes. every private message <laughs> ever in the future of his gaming. Yeah. And they've got his GT on there and everything. Anyways, that guy deserved it. He was being real shitty with me for no reason. But anyways, that's got that's my story for the day. Uh, so we're 20 minutes in. Uh... So, what do you want to talk about today, Nate? I know you had a couple things that you want to get into. I don't really have anything off the top of my head. I'll just, you know, follow suit, whatever you want to talk about. I can talk. Um, I mean, there's just a couple things that came to mind. Um, not really at all related, but the one that I kind of thought was interesting that I wanted to get into was... Um, let me. I, I worded it really well in my text. Hold on, let me pull it up real quick. Um... So, yeah, so how religion affects the philosophy of diet. Um, I thought that was like an autocorrect. No. No, that's like actually what I'm saying. What did you think I said? I don't know. (laughs) Because you were like... Diet, how religion affects diet philosophy versus how science affects diet sort philosophy. The sort was, was a... That was a typo or something. Well, what it was was I was I was using dictation. I was talking. Ah, uh, okay. But um, uh, I think we'll go into it. I'll just follow you. I have no idea what you're going to talk about. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, how religion it just affects came, diet. It came to mind for some reason. Like I said uh, about that comment about like me being so. I was watching other podcasts. You know, they were talking about like working out and diet and. Like, this one dude's a carnivore, this other person's a vegan, this other person's a three different shades of omnivore, and they all are super fit, and, like, what, like, obviously, different people have different body types, and that Mm -hmm. can affect, like, optimal diet and things, but, you know, that's, like, all scientific, but when we look at different religions around the world, we see very strict guidelines a lot of times, uh, as to what you can't like can't in eat. Jewish culture, and you can't eat pork. Right. Hindu, you can't you eat, eat cows. cows. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, other cultures, you have to be cannibal, or else you like don't obtain immortality. Yeah, you know, things like that. So like, that's weird. There's a lot. That's like some Polynesian shit or yeah. something. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I mean, it's like South American or whatever African tribes and weird stuff like that. Um, you know, in certain cultures, like eating psychedelics is like a path to xyz you know like i'm just saying there's like all kinds of what religion is that um there's i'm honestly probably several throughout history all right when you when you you figure it out let me know i need to yeah i'll I'll look it up i'm looking for a new religion so okay (laughs) (laughs) okay um yeah i mean you could you could become part of the church of cannabis i mean that right there is a yeah, Psych- if you want to say, if you want to consider weed psychedelic, we can I mean, be uh, Rastas Rastafarianism. I used to have dreads. Yeah, yeah. 
But that's a technical name for it, right? Yeah. Ro- Rastafarianism. Yeah. Rastafarianism. Yeah. yeah. I just which, know it because which has, of the, which has much bigger implications other than you have dreadlocks. I just know it because of the Post Malone song, though. Oh, get out of here! You know we're smoking like a rasta. <laughs> yeah, dude, he's good though. I mean, yeah, his music's catchy. It is catchy. Um, yeah. So I, I don't really know where we're going. Yeah, I mean, with I that, but it's it's really interesting because here's the thing: if do, do you think as objectively? Yeah. Objectively speaking, if spirituality and what we can experience in the natural and what makes sense scientifically, if it's all intelligently designed to work for a certain reason and a certain purpose, Mm -hmm. why would an assumedly accurate mandate of religious nature impose things scientifically that don't seem to align with our bodies? Well, I think that's because... I think a lot of times, and I'm not a heretic for saying this, but I think religious mandates aren't necessarily true. I mean, you see, like, okay, maybe they're true for a time. Like, look at Old Testament, Jews couldn't eat pork, but that's because of the toxins and shit like that that was in pork. Their bodies couldn't process it. They didn't have proper doctors and facilities and stuff like that. But, um, I mean, by toxins... You're really saying things that are less dangerous than we find in meat now today, though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just to be honest with you, so... It's it's so weird. Like, God didn't want them to eat pigs, but he allowed them to eat dead birds that fell from the sky. Well, it doesn't... (laughs) Piles, and they ate on them for days. I don't think it specifies (laughs) that they were dead. They may have killed them. See, I I always pictured the quail being alive just like giant flock of yeah just like giant flocks of quail that fell that they had free reign to easily catch like god just broke all their wings and they're just i mean maybe not even maybe 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 they just had like a predisposition to be stupid and just trust people were they predestined to be eaten by the (laughs) israel anyway so i'd say so but, here, but here's the thing. So too. if we're like, talking to about that, to say that we're assuming that that's all literal as well. I mean, let's not get into that let's argument. Let's not get right into that, that topic. But what what I am I do want to talk about that sometime though. I that do. whole Calvinism versus predestination I, oh thing. Gosh. That'd be fun to get into. Yeah, I was th- I was thinking about that some, but yeah, I, I really don't want to get into that topic today. Um, yeah, it just I don't know, man. Like, but what the more the more that I learn and the more that I think. Being on the outside, now I'm, I'm not even saying I'm really on the outside because I still consider myself to be a believer. But like being in a place where I'm encouraging myself to think outside of the boundaries that have been laid before me by religious people, yeah, like it's really causing me to see things through a more, in my opinion, logical like way and that's where i'm too and that's not to throw away what i've been taught it's just to look at it through a different lens you know like i'm not discrediting this stuff i'm just saying that maybe we're missing aspects of it that make it make sense or maybe there's certain things that are being exaggerated you know i i really think that there's got to be some kind of a middle ground that is like truth well I i think what it comes down to is people aren't perfect right and I'm, I don't want to just sit here and bash pastors and religion all the time. What I'm saying is people aren't perfect. And what you can have is, uh, I forgot what it's called, but it's that effect where, you know, 
one person says something, and by the time the telephone game, the telephone game, by the time it gets twenty people down, it's something completely opposite of what was intended to be spoken. And I think that's what we can have in religion, especially when you get caught up in traditions and stuff like that. Is you have you're you're playing a spiritual telephone game by a bunch of people who claim to hear from God, but really do they? And that's that's what it comes down to is like. You know, people are taking traditions of their fathers and the fathers before them and the fathers before them, and it's all being translated differently. It's all being changed. Um, what's right and wrong is being changed. So I think what it comes down to is we have to get our eyes off of just dead traditions and focus on God. Because as much as, like like what you were saying, as much as I'm still a believer and a follower of, of God and all that stuff— when it comes to organized religion, I'm as much outside of the temple, so to speak, yeah. as I've ever been. And I I mean, I like when I listen to debates or when I listen to people argue about religion, dude, I freaking side with atheists more than I do Christians. Yeah, and that's that's where I, that's where I found myself too, like objectively like as unbiasedly as possible have been watching hours upon hours upon hours and listening to hours upon hours upon hours of videos and uh, podcasts and stuff where you have these moral and scientific conversations and arguments and you know like my my bias that does exist tells me that I would like to side with a spiritually minded person. Yeah. But here's the thing that we're finding more and more in today's culture is, I mean, obviously social media, YouTube, all this stuff, TV shows, they're popping up out and out and like out of nowhere. Like everybody has a channel these days. Everybody has an everyone's online Everyone's got YouTube. Voice. Everyone's Every, got a yeah. podcast. I'm, I'm starting a YouTube. I, yeah. I mean, I already started, but I'm going to start it. posting like this month. Um, I've already got things lined up with Garrett and uh, Ryan to help me with it. I'm super excited. Talk more about that later. But I'll um, pray for you. Yeah, thank you. I need. I need. Just, can you lay a hand on me? <laughs> yeah. Speaking tongues over my life. Seal that which is unknown with that which is known. Right. Yeah, we can. Uh, I'll, I'll Rastafarian for you. There we go. <laughs> How about you just put me inside like a sarcophagus and just like pour blood on me. <laughs> I'm not even sure what religion that is. <laughs> Dude, that's like Satanism, like like Luciferianism. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just joking, but um He's not. <laughs> no. That's a joke. Um no that <laughs> That's me. actually his maybe, tongues. Maybe. That's actually <laughs> Nate's tongues. <laughs> it's a prophetic tongue when I go to hell. When I when I freaking when I when I go to the uh, underground temples, I, I can I can preach the gospel to them because they'll know what I'm talking about. When I go yeah. to Mordor, they'll know what I'm talking about. But um, yeah, I've just been I've been listening to so much, watching so much, and just coming at it objectively, seeking truth. You know, like Keith, you've said it so many times on podcasts. Like, you don't claim to be the holder of truth, but the pursuer of truth. Yeah, you know, and I, I am like in that same. Hey, boat. that's going on a T-shirt someday. 
I mean, it probably already is one if you just Google it, but I mean, mm-hmm. if it's not, along with that. Ostracize. Ostracize, yep. Uh, there's a couple of There's, there's a bunch of other ones. That a- anything of. Ben says? Anything Ben says, yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Which um, I'm going to try and do an episode with him tomorrow. Oh, please do. That'd be I really great. I want to. I miss Ben, dude. He hasn't been on in a while. Yeah. Anyways, continue your thing. So, I just looking at everything objectively, like, I'm, I'm in that same boat where I feel like more times than not, I face palm and everything, or not everything, but like the punchlines of the spiritual peoples, yes, particularly Christian or. Well, the Bible know, says. Yeah, they're punchlines that are supposed to like drive the point home are just like cringeworthy. And all their but, other points yeah. seem to like be legit that like start to point to this great punchline, and then all of a sudden it's like, that's what you were leading to? That's that's what you spent all that time getting at. That's your point. And something that I don't get that. I yeah. don't see that. Like, show me some evidence for that. Like, why other other than like tradition? Yeah. What like what had, conviction do you have? And I'm I'm not, I'm not saying that like the Holy Spirit couldn't be inside of them, yeah. convicting them of a particular thing. And I'm not trying to crap on that because that's that could be totally real. But I am saying that when you have no, like, earthly experiential evidence that makes any ounce of sense to anybody for an argument, I just don't know, man. I don't. I don't feel like God has called us to be put in that situation where the only proof and evidence that we have is things that can't be seen, can't be naturally understood, can't be described. Like, I don't yeah. think that he's called us just to be walked on. Persecuted, so, yeah. yes, but that's different, you know? Yeah, and sci- I will say two things. One, signs is not the enemy. Right. Like, Completely. I think God a lot of the times science. a lot of times Christians get scared of what they can't explain or what they don't understand, so they just put the God stamp on it. Oh, we don't understand it. It's this way. But you really stab yourself in the foot. Like when you have, uh, I don't know, Christians hundreds of years ago who are saying that, uh, the earth is flat because of the these scriptures in the Bible, which are wait hundred years, hundreds of years ago. That's still happening. Yeah, there are people, <laughs> but the majority of the world. This was before space exploration, satellites, uh, telescopes, anything. Um, it was a Christian belief that you know the world was just flat because of the Bible. And we don't know why, but it's uh. just the Bible says. But the more science got into space exploration and all this other stuff, or even getting into chromosomes and atomic stuff, science could explain more things that were just marked as mysteries of God. So, and when that started happening, you have Christians that were just refuting it and getting upset at science because it was simply explaining something <laughs> that no one really thought to go into. Yeah. And I think I heard a statement today that said uh, we don't need another revival, and it went something to the lines of like we need a like a reinvention, like we don't we don't need a revival of traditions. We don't need to breathe life into old structure that isn't working. What we need is a new outpouring. We need a new awakening if you will Man, you're, of, so, you're so progressive keith <laughs> why can't we just live in the past dude we need a new awakening and a new generation to see who god is because as much as i don't like 
how church is. I am completely in love with God still, and I believe him to be real, even though, you know, I don't really go to church anymore. I don't pray anymore. I, I, I mean, I pray, but I don't spend like hours in prayer and worship and stuff like that. But what what I think it comes down to, in my own opinion, is that we don't need a revival of old traditions. We need those things to die, and we need we need things to go through the fire and what's pure and what's right will come out on the other side what's just dead traditions is that millennials and even younger generations are seeing as just old dead traditions will die out and that's okay yeah. because things evolve things progress that's the definition of progressive or progression like things move things change they don't stay I mean, the same. Uh, yeah, outside of a political definition. Yeah, I mean, like the literal just definition of using yeah. it in any given s- sentence isn't a negative thing, you know. And I and I'm not saying that like well, what you being have politically is, progressive is necessarily a bad thing either. What you, I tend to disagree with those people, but yeah, well, what you have right now on the religious side of things is we're not progressing, and I don't really feel like we're declining. We've just kind of plateaued, and we've become okay with being abstain you know what i'm saying and i don't think that's a good thing and if anything we are declining i mean you see a growing culture and political climate that's even more opposed to religion than it has ever been and you see a culture of people who don't agree with uh things that are foreseeably spoken in the bible and stuff like that and you see church kind of plateauing, if not slowly declining. <clears throat> oh, and yeah. it's it's because we're trying to keep dead traditions alive. We're trying to breathe life into something that's dead. And the way that that Ben has said it so many times, like we're trying to we're trying to keep patching up a boat, or a, we're trying to keep uh, patching up a car that's falling apart. And we need to just trash the old thing, find something new that works, where we're not just spinning our wheels trying to keep going because i mean at this yeah. rate i think 20 30 years down the road as far as like organized christianity it'll be dead because we're just rapidly not rapidly but we're slowly declining as well, i mean as a culturally relevant thing looking at it from that analogy of like a vehicle you know like breaking down and just like throwing all this money and effort and heart into just a lost cause of fixing it just so it can break again. I mean, just looking at that analogy, like my wife and I just bought a car like less than a week ago. Not because a sexy car. Yeah, it's nice. Mazda three. Mm. Yeah, super nice. But um like we didn't buy that because she was having problems with her old car. We bought it because we were anticipating that there would be problems. Yeah. You know, like we were being proactive about it. So and trying to save the value on it before it got too much older because it was about to hit 200,000 miles, things like that. Um, so Yeah, you want to get rid of it before that 200. Yeah, because, I mean... It's worth, like, nothing after that. You don't lose a lot in trade-in value if you give it just over 200,000 versus 190, whatever, but when you're selling outright to a person... Nobody wants a car. Nobody, wa- nobody wants to buy... Like, if it's under 200,000, they'll consider it. It's over 200,000, like, you just docked your price a lot. For the, for the average person. Because it's not going to drive very much longer. Yeah, it depends on the car, but, I mean, and how it's been maintained and Carfax and all that stuff. But, like, the average person looks at it, and they're like, 
no amount of money is like unless it's like ridiculously yeah. cheap is worth buying this thing yeah because why because they're anticipating problems so i'm like i'm that person that's looking at it at religion at, you know christianity through that lens and i'm like i'm look i'm i'm just like confused when i look at my my parents generation i'm confused because i'm like these people have real faith i see in many ways the same heart as is in myself and my friends mm-hmm. and them they're just older so where was where was their mind at when they were my age going through this stuff why i mean i'm i know that there was some things obviously and and, and in certain denominations in particular but like that changed as a result of their actions against tradition but still so much of it remains yeah and i'm just looking back on it historically and i'm like if there was ever a time for it to change it seems like it would have been in my parents lifetime yeah like earlier on so i'm just confused at how like when you had the jesus freaks and the hippie generation yeah you got all that you got vietnam you had azusa street you had all these you had all these wars like we had just come out of two world wars like 20 years beforehand and we've got korea and we've got vietnam and we got all these modern industrial technological revolutions going on people are thinking differently drugs have entered the world in a whole different new way than they had been for yeah. years and i mean it's just like all this stuff was happening just one generation removed from us don't you think that would have had more of an impact on the church and though there was an impact i just don't see why or how it wasn't more significant like in a good way Mm-hmm. And I don't know, man. Like I see a lot of like m- growth in the charismatic I... movement, but I don't think that that's all for the better. No, I don't think it's for the better, and that's what but I was going to talk 60s about. The '60s and the '70s definitely were big for the charismatic movement. Yeah. Well, looking specifically at the charismatic movement, what it is today, I feel like it's a bunch of show. I feel like what I was going to say before you said that, and it kind of triggered me, I feel <laughs> Hashtag. I feel like uh, the church should have changed. It should have reinvented itself in that time. Not its values, not no, its morals. No, it's gotten back to what is important in a culturally relevant way. But I mean, is, that that, is it that hard? Like I feel like instead of changing, all it did was adapted... I feel like the church has been in survival mode for the last hundred years is what I feel like. And we're willing to do whatever is cool in culture, whatever is going to get people in our buildings because we need money. We need people. And, you know, we can say. But only half of churches today are even doing that. Yeah, I mean, look at the way even church services are ran. If you look at most of the mega churches, which is where the majority of people. Yeah, it's which is yeah. where the majority yeah. of people even go to church. They're they don't do sermons anymore. What they do is they'll have like motivational speeches. The, yeah, well, what they'll <laughs> do is they'll have an hour long concert with a professional right. band, full stage lights, smoke machines, electric guitars, all that good stuff, everything, 
and we talked about sound systems All in the previous episode. All that stuff that you episode. would spend like 60 bucks for a ticket to go see a secular artist perform. Yeah, but you get to go see for you free get to go see it for free. Well, but week. it's not free because you have to pay tithe. Exactly. Or give an offering, and if you don't, you feel bad. Yeah. So, but back to my point. Sorry. <laughs> How we've kind of adapted to culture is people don't want to hear sermons anymore. Okay, so what do we do? Okay, let's make the music really cool. Let's uh, look at all the artists that are popular in culture. Let's imitate pop music and put a Christian spin on it. And let's do an hour-long concert every week and do like a 20-minute inspirational speech at the end of it and then do another song. And that'll be our Sunday morning service. And if you look at any mega church, that's what they do. That's – that's and correct me if I'm wrong. Anybody out there, even Nate right here – that's that is a mega church service. You go in, do an hour long concert. I mean, I agree. Twenty minute encouragement speech in another song, do an offering and go home. I agree, but um, so I've been listening to older podcasts. I, there's only two now that I haven't heard. I'm almost totally caught up with all the podcasts. But I was listening to Ben and you talking about this similar topic um, this week. I don't remember which podcast it was. It was probably 12 or 13, but, um, yeah, you were talking about, you know, church and stuff as usual, and he brought up the point that, like, yeah, there are, if you will, like, cringy things about hipster churches and mega churches and the way that they do things and the stereotypical look and feel and stuff and you know it just lures this age group you know these millennials into this large gathering but what he had to say was that like even though there's all this stuff that's kind of gross you got so much stuff that's kind of awesome too because like what greater better place do you have this just like pool of similar like-minded people to meet and get to know because let's just let's even be super pessimistic here for a minute and say that like 80 percent of those people are fake yeah those 20 percent that aren't whether they recognize the fall the the, you know the faults there and the flaws there or not they're there for the the right reasons they're there for good heart they have real faith you know the chance of you meeting that person and to get Christianese yoking up with them, you know, and doing something awesome in your life and for God and whatever. Yeah. That's worth it all. You know, I mean, even just look at living water. Yeah. Look at us now. You I know. know. I mean, just despite all the problems, you and I wouldn't be doing this right now. <clears> and I agree. Water. So, I mean, it's, it's, and th- th- that's, yeah. that's why I'm not There's ag- so much good to it. And that's why I'm not against church. Right, I'm not either. against people getting together in the name of God and religion and family and impacting the world. That's all good stuff. You're right. What I'm saying is that the way we do it isn't really good. The best. Yeah. yeah. It's, we There's ways that we could be doing it that, I don't know, like, first of all, megachurch in general, I'm just not a huge fan of. And I know it can be looked at as, you know, it's this big social group at least where – Everyone can get together. Of, there's a lot of fish in the sea hey, if you're single. Christian mingle. <laughs> but I don't know. Like I feel like you can have social gatherings, but 
I mean, when you look at biblical church, it's to get together for the encouragement and sending out of the saints to go do the Lord's work. Right. So let's, I mean, let's look at what the church is supposed to be doing, and and that's that. And when you have entire services that are just full of how can we entertain people? How can we keep people coming to my church? How can I keep this salary going? How can I pay my bills as a pastor? How can I keep my worship leader and my secretary and all my managers paid? We have to look at things differently. Christianity has become a game of popularity. You've got a few big pastors on the top, and, you know, they're the cool guys. They're, they, you know, interact with the hipster crowd. And that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> we adapt to whatever culture. When it was the Jesus freaks, you had pastors adapting to the hippies. When With yeah. the modern-day hipsters, you've got pastors wearing... 40-year-old men wearing tight jeans and long t-shirts. Stop it. You are freaking embarrassing yourself and you're being a sellout to God. That's all I'm going to say. Just be real. Be authentic. If that's really who you are, do your thing, but don't be right, this right. don't be this 50-year-old man trying to be a fucking hipster and acting like you're all cool and hip with the new generation. Like just be real and God is going to move in that. So, and th- there's my rant. I just, I don't know. <laughs> I got. Tell us how you really feel, Keith. I got a little emotional on that one, but it's just, I'm being honest, man. And that's what this podcast is about well, for it's me. Just, it's just frustrating. I, I feel your frustration, though, because what it is, the reason it's frustrating isn't because it's like, oh, that's kind of silly looking or that's. And people look unnatural. at us as a demographic. Right. Right. Well, yeah, right. Which isn't cool either. And we, we do that ourselves. You know what I mean? Like, we're calling out millennials every single podcast, (laughs) you know, kind of as a demographic, if you will. But, like, I feel your frustration, though, because when you you see something that seems unnormal or unnatural in an environment that already is unnormal, I mean, anytime you get, or not even unnormal, but it just seems so contrary to, like, natural... Uh, conditions like when you, when you get into a enormous setting of spiritual people that are all supposedly so like-minded that right there seems unnatural and weird yeah when you've got thousands of people that are all focused on something supernatural together you're gonna be a little skeptical about like who here is really here for yeah, the real thing, and then you throw in the lights, and then you throw in the sound systems. This, and this is coming from somebody that used to install this stuff, you know. Yeah, like and if you guys and haven't you, listened to you that see episode, that, and then you, you see to... that fifty-year-old pastor that looks super cool, and then you you know for somebody in our age, but really it just yeah. looks weird, and then you, you just get all these things that seem so unnatural that yeah. it's like this is too good to be true. And I think that that kind of, like, weirdness pushes a lot of people our age away when what it's supposed to be doing is pulling us in. Yeah. I feel like it's polar opposites. Like, you've got some people that are like, this is the best thing since sliced bread. And then you've got other people that are looking at it, like, realistically. And they're like, there's got to be a certain amount of show to this. Yeah. Because this doesn't happen normally, naturally. It's not natural. This is not natural. Like... People don't just do this to this 
level on yeah. their own. It's it, unless there's something to gain from it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, so, uh, back to, uh, how Christianity affects diets. So, <laughs> yeah. So, Cause somehow we got to this point. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. That's kind of like my rant on all that. But, uh, when we're talking about like diets and religion, I think Christianity probably is like the most lenient with all that, especially when you look at like the apostle, you look at Peter and, uh, you know, the revelation that he got with all the meats and stuff spread out on the, on the platform when he had that vision and, and God was pretty much telling him that nothing is off limits and, and, so we'll look at the diets, but I also want, I think this hints towards a lot of other things in Christianity as well. I think we can tend to be a little legalistic when it comes to like how we're supposed to live, not just with our diets, but with our lifestyles and with our choices and what we intake into our body and all kinds of stuff like that. Right. But I think that when you look at the modern definition of a Christian – when so there was this event that happened, um, and it was called the Council of Nicene. Was it the Council Nicaea? Nicaea? Council yeah. of Nicaea. And what happened was all the apostles came together, and Paul was like, "Guys, God is moving in the Gentile world," and they're all like, "Oh shit, what do we do? We didn't anticipate this. I thought salvation was supposed to be for the Jew." And Paul's like, no, look, here's where Jesus said it's for the Jew first, but then the Gentile, blah, blah, blah. So they're like, okay, so we got to do something here. Obviously, we can't put the entirety of the law on them because it's a a uh, burden that we couldn't even carry. So what is important? And out of that, they came came up with three things. There was don't eat meat with with blood in it. Don't eat food offered to idols, and don't um, – and w- I think when it was talking about meat with blood in it, I think that had something to do with, like, idolatry as well. I don't think it was necessarily like eating a rare steak, but because I – But it specifically says because the blood is the life of the animal. Gotcha. So is that – I mean, that seems to be a pretty broad general statement true i mean you can apply that to a specific like uh um ritualistic reason but i mean i don't know like i personally i'm not saying don't <laughs> eat a rare steak i mean i eat yeah. undercooked meat myself but like this it, this is these Nate the will just kill a raccoon and start eating it right that's there not, that's not uh, <laughs> i don't i mean more power to you if you do but Okay, can I finish my thing real quick yeah, before? Yeah, sorry, guys. <laughs> so I'm in storyteller mode. Okay, so there were those two, and we can talk about the dietary things too. I want to talk more on those because those two of the main things that came out of the Council right, of Nicaea right, were dietary right. things. and that's part of my point. Yeah. That's part and of the point, yeah. And then the third one was um, to be sexually pure. So out of all of the law and everything that was taught to the Judean culture, they came together – and come up with came up with three things that the Gentile church should observe to be considered part of the Christian church. Which, so 
Go ahead. So, yeah. so what we have is we have a culture that has become so legalistic, so religious, and I talk, I'm talking specifically in the religious culture realm of the culture, not political or cultural or anything like that. But in the particular religious realm, you have we have so many bylaws, so many denominations that if you don't practice so and so, you don't practice this, you're not a Christian. If you don't speak in tongues, you're not a Christian. If you don't believe in the literal word of God, you're not a Christian. If you don't believe in just Jesus, you're a Christian. If you believe in Jesus, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, then you're a Christian. And there are so many convoluted things that I don't think actually matter. And I'll let Nate get into the dietary part in, here in a second. But what I want to say is that I think we've kind of, I think Matty Montgomery said it really good when he said, we've taken the the simplicity of the gospel and we've kind of ruined it and we've made it so unobtainable that most people don't even want it anymore. Uh, so. Yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah, I see his point, you know, especially looking at it from certain perspectives with certain instances you know like given certain examples i totally agree but i guess here's part of my point like especially regarding christianity but i mean this this has to do with probably other religions too like um man like this is hard to articulate but there are certain parts of scripture that when i look at it now in hindsight of being so mentally connected with it that like I was unwilling to question my beliefs. Um, looking at it now, being willing to question my beliefs, it's like there are certain passages that don't just make me scratch my head. They make me think real thoughts that are deep and very confusing that make me question everything. Yeah, And one of them is that scripture. And you may be like, well, why? And to me, it makes me question the judgment of the apostles themselves. And I know that that's like ultimate heresy to most Christians. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. But I'm just, I'm being for real. Like, I used to be that guy that when I heard a pastor say oh, well, the apostles were they were just mistaken or whatever, then I was like, you are misleading people. You're in <laughs> sin. You're in it for the money, blah, blah, blah. And I, I mean, yeah. maybe that's true, but I think that I'm looking at it through a different lens but asking those same questions. Yeah. Is it possible? And this isn't far removed from the questions I was asking on the, on the first podcast I was on. You know, is there truth in the Bible, that podcast? Like, is it, does it make me a heretic to question things in the Bible? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I am, I'm at this place now where when I look at that, I'm like, okay, so you've got like what, 613 laws or whatever, 10 commandments and all this knowledge of the character of God and the three and things, the three, the three things you pick are things that seem, I mean, the idolatry. Okay. I get that sexual immorality. Okay. I get that. But the third one is the kinda... third one is very obscure, and it only makes sense to me if it is culturally relevant to the specific Gentiles that we're talking about that may have had practices of sacrificing um, animals to gods and eating them raw and drinking the blood, or yeah, if the, or if it was culturally culturally relevant because they were eating living animals. 
you know, cause, yeah, cause because that's another thing. That's another thing about... that people like in China, they'll eat living animals because the it could have been hinting toward that when it was talking it, about knows? meat with blood in it because blood is the life of the animal. Right. I mean, if an animal's dead, then it's dead. I don't know. I, See, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's here's what I'm getting. It's at. weird talking. Here's about, what I'm getting at. Yeah. I'm giving grace to the writers of the Bible as far as, like, the literal human writers of the Bible. I know yeah. everybody's going to the word again. He was in space. God wrote the Bible. God wrote the Bible. What are you talking about? Okay, yeah, sure. Let's say that. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. But men still put it to pen, and they still thought these thoughts and were yeah. articulating it in Greek and Aramaic and Hebrew. So those men were... Imperfect. They, yes, they were. They were imperfect. But I'm trying not to lose my thought here. I'm because really no it. man is perfect. But wait, the they wrote the word of God. It has to be perfect. No, Ugh. there's possibilities, guys. Campbell's and while night, while Nate's catching his thoughts, I'll say this. The, but this is my, this is my, religious voice. This is. It sounds a lot like intellectuals, intellectual, <laughs> but but really, this is the intellectual Christ, the non-intellectual Christian, because that that's what I am. I just the Bible says it. I don't think for myself. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. I agree. <laughs> I, I'm just. I, I guess what I, what I'm ultimately trying to say here is I probably sound like the furthest thing away from a Christian <laughs> at this moment in time. <laughs> Is it, I'm just I'm just saying not everything has to make sense to me, okay. <laughs> but as somebody that cares to own my beliefs, there's some things that just own don't it, make bro. sense. There's there's some things that just don't make sense, and yeah, me chalking up 613 laws and generations upon generations upon generations of God fearing individuals to these three laws to be applied to many times more people than the Jews because the Jews are just a small fraction of yeah, they were one they were they tiny were one country. ethnic group tiny and they weren't even a country they were they were just a yeah that's true they were a sub ethnicity they weren't even like jewish people aren't even a complete ethnicity they're not a race like they're not a if, if even if they're considered a race they're not a complete race like they are still basically middle eastern you know what i mean yeah so they are of that line and of that descent they're not far removed so because even though they weren't supposed to they intermingled with other cultures so i mean in jewish people there's the assyrians and there's the babylonians and there's all these other things so they are just they're middle eastern okay yeah so they're just like a sub race inside of a larger race obviously inside of a larger group of mankind of however many other races so like when you look at how many more gentiles there are than jews and they came up with these three i logically have to assume that they're not just talking about Gentiles in general, but a specific group of them. Yeah. And 
because I think but where does that leave logical it makes logical sense to me that if I were to pick three it would be way more than like don't drink blood you know what I mean it'd be like (laughs) don't kill in cold blood yeah because that covers that to I mean maybe it might cover that if you're killing and if you're like killing an animal just to ritualistically drink its blood don't kill in cold blood is yeah that's I weird mean, I've like, uh, why why not no killing I get the no idolatry part but why even a sexual immorality at the absolute top of your list well I mean that's I mean it can be a big deal when sexual it immorality is a big deal. yeah I think it is a big that's deal. the one that makes the most sense to I, me I, that I probably I'd say idolatry makes the most sense because if we're when going you, to assume that if you God read is sovereign if you read the Bible front to back I mean. God seems to be, at least it seems to be at the top of the list of things that God is adamant about. So, I, I don't know. I think sexual immorality is a, is a big thing to God. Um, yeah. Now, then we get draw the lines of what is sexually immoral. And you have to go back right. to previous podcasts, and I'm sure we'll get into it more. And I think as culture is changing, I don't know. We'll see where things go with that. I mean... I guess I'm in the. I'm just gonna be honest. I guess I'm in the in the viewpoint and the logical. I'm not gonna call it a conclusion because my mind is always changing and forming based upon experience and thought processes and people pouring into my life. But what are they pouring? What are they pouring? Yeah, like freaking maple syrup, dude. <laughs> I just like I'm so sticky, bro. I'm messy Ooh, and I'm sticky and I'm using words that Ben uses. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> but it's getting crazy. I guess here. I'm just I'm in the place where like yeah I get it like when I read the Bible, sexual immorality that extremely ridiculously vague term is just everywhere, and it's a big deal to God. Assuming that the Bible is inspired by Him and that He meant for it to say all that, yeah, yeah it's a big deal. Okay, whether I want to accept it or it makes sense, and you know, I just I think it's just all too vague, and there's so much in Scripture that supposedly points to certain things being immoral but there's there's so there's just so much vagueness to the reasons why and maybe that's my yeah. fault as a human feeling like i have to know the why's and the wherefores but i just can't wrap my mind around a god that is supposed to be personable and personal with me that can't explain in text if that is what we're supposed to be basing our lives on, which is another topic and discussion. Well, I mean, I, why is it not described more the whys? Because it's like saying, yeah, it's like son, and I'm it's with like, you. It's on like that. son, don't run into the road. I hate it when kids run into the road, and you hit that point from a hundred different perspectives and ways of saying it a thousand times. So every kid in the neighborhood knows, don't run in the road. But let's just assume that our brains are so are small enough and naive enough as children that we don't understand why it's a problem to run on the road. Because when we're in the road, it's like, man, this is fun. This is wide open spaces. It's flat and there's, ground. There's no it's dirt. It's flat ground. Yeah, I don't have to trip on stuff. Freaking, there's no, you know, there's nothing dangerous here. Yeah. It's just a bunch of kids playing bikes and shooting hoops. You know what I mean? To us, it seems totally normal, natural fun. Yeah. There has to be an explanation. And I'm not saying that, like, common sense doesn't say that certain things are potentially bad. Yeah. Because of STDs and 
unwanted pregnancies and other men killing you because you slept with their wife and things like that. Like obviously yeah. there's there's stuff there, but it, and it's not just it's not just immorality sexually. It's it's you know other things in scripture that just don't make sense. Like why is it wrong to eat a rabbit in Judaism? Well, have you did you go back and listen to the episode questions for God that I had? Yeah. 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 So I I mean. And I was hitting big questions, like yeah, specifically like we're talking about like homosexuality, and this is something that right. I, this this is the main thing that, that that doesn't make sense. Yeah, and this is what I've thought about a lot. What you're talking about right now, the yeah. whys, the whys. So yeah. it, God is so against it. Why? Why is it so bad? And not not even just that, but let's talk about scripture. Let's talk about all these tenets we're supposed to keep and ways we're supposed to live our lives as Christians. Why? And, and, that, and, and, again, and that's where me, I'm at right now. And, and it's like, I agree with you. Like, God, like if God is so big, if he's so powerful, if he has all the answers and he's got infinite wisdom, why is he not telling us? Why is he not sharing it with us? And this is – what you're saying right now is like something that's been honestly in my mind for a long time because yeah. I'm, I'm thinking like, God, I know you're big. I know you got the answers. I know you know – why this big freaking ball turns around in circles every year and the world keeps spinning. Why do we live this way? What? Yeah, I'm just, I'm at, so, okay, there's this song, right? Um, Let me, let me uh, pull it up. Keep talking, Keith, or or I I can. No, I can talk. I mean, honestly, like what it comes down to is like, along with that question and other ones that I was asking God. And it's something that I had thought about for a while, even before doing that episode, you know, I understand the Bible and I understand what it says inside of it. I've read the Bible through and through multiple times. I've done freaking lexicon studies. I've researched the Greek and the Hebrew and I've had teachers, I've had pastors, I've done entire internships based on understanding who God is. But at the end of the day, I still have these questions like, why are you this way, God? And I've had so many people teach me about who God is. And I've had like, you know, I've had my own experiences where I feel like I've really interacted with God. And those are probably the ones that impact me the most because I feel like I've, I've gotten the most answers in those moments with God. But why can't that occur more often? Why can't I have those moments with God where he is explaining the whys to how I live my life? So I'm glad you mentioned that in the way you did about like there are specific instances in your life where you can point to deeper understandings because of seeking God. So let's give scripture credit for a moment and say that it says that God is diligent to reward those and reveal himself to those who diligently seek him, right? So I can accept that. Yeah. I, I, I Not just because I grew up in church, but because that, that does make sense to me. And my own relationship with God, however weird it may seem in my life right now, it, that is a concept that makes sense to me, that he rewards those who seek him. You know, it says elsewhere that, to come before God, you must first believe that he exists, and secondly, believe that he diligently rewards those who seek him. So, yeah. 
those are two things that just basically say, if you're even going to pray, you're first off in prayer confessing that I exist. And secondly, why are you even here if you don't believe I'm going to help you? Yeah. You know, so I, those are two things in scripture that I, I have to cling to based on personal experience. And it just makes sense. But, yeah, um, I'm, I'm in that same place of questioning where you are, Keith, where it's like, I, I understand what it says. I but understand. Yeah. I can, I can, why understand, the hell does it say it? <laughs> I can understand a lot of what it says. Not yeah. everything, not in my earthly mind. Can I really wrap my mind around everything? But, I and get. I'm, I get. And I'm point. not even. I'm not even trying to be like super intellectual. I'm not trying to uh, extravagate who God is. I'm not trying to get. I'm not trying to get inside of God's head. What I'm trying to do is understand. I'll be honest, I kind of am. And here's why. And because I would like to be, but I, what I'm saying is, I'm. I'm just trying I'm to gonna, get basic answers. Yeah. I'm gonna spend, hopefully, my eternity. Yeah. You know. So you want to know the guy who you're spending forever yeah, I mean, here's with. The, here's the thing. Like, I'm going to be this dude's bride in a non-weird way, right? Yeah. Theoretically, right? So metaphorically or literally or whatever, however you want to say it, I'm literally marrying this person eternally. Yeah. I think that that means it's okay for me to want to get in this person's head, you know? And it's not in a way that's like, I want to be you. I want to be God. Like, I'm not trying to overthrow God. I'm not Lucifer, okay? That's not the point. The point is, like, if I'm going to confess with my mouth and with my heart and with my life that what you did on the cross was enough for me to change my life, I feel like, I mean, okay, that's, that's a huge deal. I owe my everything because of that, but... I feel like what should just come with that, that the freaking, the combo package there is like, you get into my heart, you get into my mind. And I mean, it's scriptural, right? Like you now being able to test and approve the will of God, right? That's right there. So I'm at this point where it's like, okay, Christianity is supposed to be a living, breathing, experiential relationship with God in a natural and carnal world where we're still carrying this sinful nature with us no matter what until we die, you know? So even though we have a new nature as well, we're born again, but the mm-hmm. old doesn't just immediately die. So so my point is like I'm at this point where it's like here, here's here's a song coming up. Yeah, you go it for says, it, um, It's called In Over My Head, and uh, it's by uh, Jen Johnson, Bethel. Um, it says, I've come to this place in my life. I'm full, but I'm not satisfied. This longing to have more of you. I can feel it. My heart is convinced. I'm thirsty. My soul can't be quenched. You already know this, but still come and do whatever you want to. And this probably, all things considered, is my wor- my favorite worship song. Um, I mean, musically, it's brilliant. It's gorgeous. I but, love that song, yeah. But... Lyrically, that first verse in particular, it just, ever since I first heard it, it just wrecks me because I can relate to it so much. You know, like, I have spent my life growing up in Christian school, different churches, a Christian household, and for the last several years of my life, I've really owned it for myself and analyzed it and been doing everything I mean, I'm not going to say I'm perfect. I've not, I've not done everything that I can, but 
my heart has been to live a life for God. So yeah, I'm at this point where it's like, though I'm in a strange place and a confusing place, a place where most people probably wouldn't look favorably on if you're a Christian, I don't feel bad about it because I'm at this place where I'm just like, I'm full. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I've got faith. I, I believe in God. That's unwavering. But I'm not satisfied knowing only that which I know. Because the more that I realize what I know, the more I realize what I don't know. And those things that I'm learning that I don't know are so confusingly structural to my beliefs that it's like, how have I not noticed this before? So I'm in this place yeah. where I'm like, I cannot shake my faith in God. But everything other than experience in my life that I'm basing it on is structural and it seems to be crumbling around me. Church as an organization, the Bible, science, everything that I thought went together yeah. is now isolating itself from each other and is just crumbling. And I'm feeling like I'm left here on this cloud floating on a, a relationship I have with God that is way more shallow than I want it to be, but it's taken me several years to get here. Yeah. And it's this hopeless feeling place where it's like the only foundation I have other than my intellect to be able to reason with these things are these experiences I've had that is, is very hard to articulate as being emotional experiences or real spiritual experiences. I will say this. I feel like the moments that I have felt closest to God, and this is, I think I'm kind of like figuring something out right now on the podcast that <clears throat> as much as I do, as much as for me, this is all about figuring out religion and theology and all that stuff, I think I really need to come back to a place where I just have simple, not blind faith, but simple childlike faith that just trusts and knows that God is there. Because I remember when I first got saved, I had that. And I i mean, I will say that I don't, I don't have that right now. I don't have childlike faith. I've got too many questions and not enough answers. I've got I feel like I'm talking too much and not listening enough most of the times. So where I'm at, where, where I was when I first got saved, I'll share this, that I had a dream that there is no question in my mind, whether it was God or not, because I fully believe it was with 100% of everything that's in me, whether I'm called a fool or not, I'll be called a fool for that. But I had this dream where I was running through a field, and uh, this is when I first became a Christian at 18 years old, never been a Christian before, been told about God my whole life, and never really believed, but I was running through this field, and uh, girls were kind of like a hindrance to me before becoming a Christian, so I remember the three major places that I've lived, girlfriends that I had from um, all three different places kept trying to like come up and grab me and pull me off to the side but Ew. I was like I was like dead set on this house in the middle of a field and I remember running towards it 
And at one point I ran past like this tree stump where like a tree had been like cut down. And I know I now that that symbolized like my old life being cut down and being changed. So I'm running to this house and there are a bunch of other little details. I won't go into everything, but I remember going into this house and it was just a huge banquet hall and they were just banquet tables look like super long picnic tables like think of like norse mythology like Mm -hmm. freaking asgard or something like i'm just talking like huge feast going on and everyone was talking about this this house that was being built but wasn't finished but it'd been being it would it had been being built for a long time but it was not finished and you i just knew that and i looked up in the corner of where the ceiling met the wall and i knew instantaneously that's a cornerstone i know nothing about carpentry construction i had hardly touched a bible this is when i first became a christian but i knew that that was a cornerstone up in the corner of the wall so i woke up from this dream and i was like oh that was cool i don't i never had a spiritual dream so i didn't think anything of it i was reading the bible in ephesians later that later that week and let's see if i can quote it because i haven't read it in so long um there was a verse that said you are no longer foreigners and strangers but fellow citizens with the saints and members of god's household being built on the foundations of the apostles and prophets with christ jesus himself as a cornerstone in the same way you yourselves are being built as uh, a house for the lord a holy habitation for his holy spirit so when I read that verse, Mr. Spiritual, when I, well, that's because that verse has stuck with me through my right. entirety of being right. a Christian. Yeah. So my roommate, my, my dorm mate, Carlos was sitting in his room. He was like a <laughs> video game designer. He's sitting there that's designing awesome. this video game. And, uh, I just start, I'm sitting in my bed reading this and I just start breakdown crying. Like I was having a full on encounter with God. He was showing up and I remember him like speaking to me, like, this was what that dream was. I gave you a dream and now I'm validating it through these words right here in this book. And the moments yeah. the moments like that, not necessarily the validation from scripture because I've had plenty of other experiences where the Bible wasn't even involved, but moments like that where I just had childlike faith where I, God moved and he spoke. And I know I've been hurt a lot by church and religion and power-hungry people and pastors who think they're doing the right thing even, but hurt people. But I've got to come to a place where I'm willing to let all that go and hold on to a faith that's that's yeah. pure and lovely and don't let other, childlike. Don't let other people that have similar beliefs alter your personal pursuit of a better version of that same faith. You know what I mean? Like, and that's not, that's not to say that these guys don't have correct faith or they're a good journey of their own. It's just to say that like, we're all going to have a different path. Yeah. Even if it is all on the same path, metaphorically, you know what I mean? Yeah. They all are going to lead to the same place. Um, like if if we're on the right path, you know. Like I understand that the word says that it's a straight and narrow, and you know. And I ma- I many, hope many many I really... fall to the side and don't stray to the left or the right. I get that, but 
I know there's a lot of things I say on this podcast that are probably like against, so against the grain that people are like, there's no way that's right. And where I'm at is like, I hope I'm, I hope that God is okay with me. I really do. But where I'm at right now is I have to be honest. I have to be real. I'm not going to be something that I'm not for the sake of getting to heaven, for the sake of being on the... It's not going to work anyway. No. Even if you try, you know what I'm saying? If your motivation is just getting to heaven, that shit's not going to work. Exactly. Like if you're like, oh, I did all the right stuff. I said all the right... I mean, literally examples in scripture of that, where people did all the right things, said all the right stuff, yeah, and they didn't make it. Yeah. So I know that that's not an option anyway. <laughs> that's a good statement. You know I like that. Yeah. That's literally <laughs> being I, fake's I'm not, not going to get even, you there either way. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. Not even just making that up on the spot. Like that stuff has literally been going through my brain lately. Is it's like yeah. I've never tried to be fake, and the times in my life where I've operated differently spiritually is because that's how I really was at that point in my life. You know. So if anybody's listening to this and they're like wondering if that theology is correct that like oh well if you're once saved you're always saved and because nate's in a place where obviously he's not saved right now (laughs) that means he never was and he was always fake and a hypocrite (laughs) predestination no that's that's not i'm I'm telling you right now that's not true like i have owned faith that has caused me to act differently that has been so real i can't even explain it to you yeah you know what i mean if anybody from living water is listening to right now and it's just like this sounds like a completely different person I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry because that was all still real. And it's just one small part of who I am today, even though it looks different. It was real. All Everything that happened there happened. And we had some awesome experiences from it. Even earlier when we were talking about church and stuff, you know, there's, there's good that comes out of those big groups and stuff yeah. like that. So everything that happened there happened and there was good in it, but there was also bad. I'm not going to invalidate all the movings that God did there, but the movings that God did doesn't validate the harmful stuff they did either. Right. That, and and th- that's where I'm at right now is there was good, but there's always also bad. Right. There was joy and there was a lot of pain. I mean, I remember Amanda coming home from work crying. I remember coming back from meetings with Tom and Lana well, I was just so pissed off. I wanted to go punch holes through a wall, and I, I wanted to freaking hurt somebody because I was so mad. There was pain. There was hurt. Yeah. There was frustration. But I think that's like that's life too. Um. So I don't want to completely blame them. I don't want to sit here and just talk shit about them because they're people. And they were imperfect. They did things that hurt me. And that's life. But I'm not going to hold on to that. And I'm not going to say it was okay what they did. Because it wasn't. If I was a pastor, I would never treat someone. I would like to say I wouldn't treat someone like that. I've never been a pastor, so I can't say. But what happened happened. And I learned a lot of good stuff from them. And I learned a lot of bad stuff from them too. So. Yeah, no, I I hear you completely. I mean, you, you hit on something earlier that before we get to a point where we want to turn this off, because it's getting kind of late. Yeah, yeah I is. wanted to make sure that I mentioned. What time is it? Which goes right into, it's 9.06. Dang, we've been talking since like I know, 7, I dude. know, bro, it's getting late. <laughs> or it's getting late, but um, I literally can't believe we've been talking this long. But 
You, I'm you, just have this you is mentioned. This has been like the easiest podcast so I've ever recorded. Well, because it's really. I mean, like this is me and Nate's. Like this yeah, is like yeah. Every time we get together. this is our con- our normal <laughs> conversations. Like take the mics out of the equation. This is what we usually. This yeah, is our these I mean, are our talks. Much. Like we may be changing pronouns or the way we say things. Just I try to use bigger words. Oh. <laughs> I want you I guys told to you he was Mr. Spiritual. If you're trying to be all cool. But um, no, I, I exactly. I mean, we're trying to make it relative, uh, relatable to other people. But I mean, we would say the same things, you know yeah. what I mean, pretty much. If yeah, I generally here, don't if you act here any differently us. on here. Yeah, I mean, pretty so, much me neither. I don't care about you guys. All right, go ahead, Nate. But what I'm saying, like you, you mentioned the whole like you feel like you kind of just got this illumination in you that you really just need to come back to a simple childlike faith and Illuminati that, that got the Illuminati was, in me that actually was kind of the other point that I wanted to bring up ooh uh, am I was that the holy spirit it might have been hey I, that's not out of my realm no definitely not um holy spirit's a real deal I mean, I definitely, I mean, there's that's miracles that happen that I think can only be explained. That's definitely something I was feeling when I Spirit. said that, dude. I almost cried a little bit. Um, Single man tear. Because men only have one tear. A so, day. um, the, the other, the other topic that I wanted to hit, and this is, this really, I mean, we could make this a huge, we could probably talk about a whole podcast with this, but maybe for another day, but I just wanted to hit on this very briefly that. <laughs> Diets and philosophy. For anyone, yeah, yeah. For for any no, for anyone that has ever listened to the band A Plea for Purging, yes, you're probably heartbroken. You know, at least in the past that they broke up like a little while ago. I think it was like 2011 or something. Yeah, it was a while ago. It was a while ago, right? <laughs> it, you know, showing my my age, I guess, a little bit. You know, I'm, oh my age, <laughs> you're so old. I'm so old. But um. Like saying so you're never gonna be fifty year old wearing skinny jeans, dude. You could be a mega church pastor, dude. I could. That's my life calling. That's my life calling. So, so this whole misconception of callings—that is my second point. I was just gonna say, mm, go for it. So, yeah, that's gonna be mine. I'm gonna be a mega church pastor, but anyway, yeah, because you're just cool enough. I'm just cool enough. You, I'm God, wearing, God has anointed you wearing, with style. I'm wearing holy jeans, dude. That could yes. be worn by either gender. And I'm wearing a freaking rad-colored hot pink fuchsia magenta hat that mm. says pink on it. It says pink, even on though it. it's not pink. Okay, so I'm halfway there already. You're getting, and that. I'm actually halfway there because I'm 24 years old now. So I'm basically it's you, know, you are you're halfway I'm there. 48. So I'd be the 48 year old pastor who's wearing that stuff. I'm two years ahead of the average poser. Hey, in 25 years, get a hold of Hillsong, New York. I will. Sure, Carl will, Lentz oh will need a replacement. Dude, that is a whole nother... Can we talk about <laughs> Hillsong on a podcast? Because I could talk all yeah, day about Hillsong. Good and bad. Yeah. But anyway. So, here's the point I'm going to make before we wrap this up. is um, A plea for purging, for those of you who may not know, are... Or were, I should say, a Christian... I, I hate saying that. But they, they, they were a... They were a metal Christ, band. They were a a band that had very spiritual lyrics that aligned with Christian ideals. 
And funny-ass music videos. Funny-ass music videos. I mean, <laughs> these guys were the freaking... Do you remember the Slumber Party uh, one? Yes, that's my favorite. <laughs> I loved it. Freaking Alien Slumber Party. Freaking, yes. I wish that the listeners could see me on this. You just have to watch it. Okay? <laughs> yes. Go to YouTube. Plea for Purging, Alien Slumber Party. Yeah, It'll pop it's up. It's so awesome. There's just this dancing alien just comes out of freaking... freaking they're all in their UFO PJs. And they're all like kids in PJs. It's so dope. <laughs> They end up becoming like adults playing like metal music inside their house. Yeah. It's awesome. But anyway, um, there was an interview that I watched with Andy Adkins. I think it's Adkins. Andy Adkins, right? The band, yeah. Vocalist for that group. Um, hilarious, dude. Um, and it, w- it was like some kind of, you know, maybe obscure, like under the scenes. Uh, journalist for like Christian alt rock music, right? So I mean, only like Christian kids would even watch it. You know what I mean? Basically, um, but I saw it on YouTube because it was a recommended thing as I was watching some plea for purging videos, music videos. So I watched it. I was like, that looks interesting, you know? Because uh, I had always heard, and I honestly don't remember who I heard this from. Probably multiple friends of mine that they broke up because only one of them had real faith. And that, really? and that all the, that I heard that they broke up because the one dude that wanted to stay a, you know, quote unquote Christian band, all the other dudes were like, no dude, screw that. We're going to, we're going to sell out. And so they're like, okay, we're just going to dissolve the band. That's what I had heard. And it broke my heart. Right. But I was always a fan of the music. Um, but as I was going back and listening to the music and I watched this interview, it all seemed to make sense because now I'm in a place where I can relate to these guys. And I'm like, I get it. They were like writing all this music. They literally produced an album called the marriage between heaven and hell. This album had a cover on it with a freaking like wooden spear like a pike or like a fence post with a decapitated wolf on it like a like a wolf's head like stuck on it yeah right and it's just like dripping blood everywhere and there's this light coming through a window exposing it that's that's the album cover and it's called a marriage between heaven and hell pretty sick pretty awesome album right and it's super brutal super metal but like it literally got banned from some Christian music distributors. Are you serious? Because of the cover? Because of the cover and because of the name. And I think because of some of the lyrics. Not because there was profanity or anything like that in there, but because it was so real the about insinuation. the questions yeah. that it was asking. Like one of the music videos was called Shiver. The, the song was called Shiver. Yeah. And the music video basically is about him waking up and going into the world and exposing pastors. Not, I mean, obviously not all of them, but it's literally like you could take most Pilgrim and Prodigals uh, podcast and apply it to this video because they're basically okay. just like, here's the problem with church and pastors in this music video. Really? And they're talking about pastors abusing the miraculous and the Holy Spirit, you know, making people freaking shake and fall down, which that stuff can be real but a lot of time it's just for show yeah you know and you've got these pastors just 
like putting so much money into stuff for the show of it to look good and to look blessed. And they're like taking money straight out of people's pockets as they're freaking knocking them over. Yeah. All this disgusting stuff, right? It just becomes like this freaking cesspool of like money and power and greed and all this stuff. And so they're exposing this. It's a great video. But to get to my point in this interview of this guy that I thought like fell away from the faith He's saying that, like, you know, what kind of separates us from other Christian bands, if you want to call us that, is that I'm not sure that I'm called to do this. He's like, call me weird because I'm in this position where I'm, like, spiritually influencing a bunch of kids, but I'm not here because I feel like God's telling me to do it. I'm here because I'm kind of a loser, And I just want to do this. And because I'm actually a believer, it's showing itself in my music. Oh, yeah. But I'm just kind of a loser artist doing my thing. And I really don't feel like I've figured out what God wants me to do in life. So I'm just kind of doing this. (laughs) That's pretty good. That's a good answer, man. And I'm like, dude, that's awesome. And I'm watching all these other interviews. And I'm not trying to call the dude out. I don't even know his name. But, like, the one guy that I was always told was the spiritual one in the group was the one that had literally zero words to say in this spiritual interview. All these other guys were like, yeah, I mean, if the church was just doing what they need to be doing and really helping people in poverty, blah, 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 and and if uh, people would be less focused on this and more focused on this, maybe we'd make a difference, and we're just here to have childlike faith. I know we may be kind of immature, and we have nothing in life. We've got no money to show for. We're not famous in that kind of regard. We're just kind of like the cool kids in high school. People know our names, but, like, we have nothing. We're just kind of losers doing our thing. God, I mean, we're still growing. Like, we make mistakes. We have addictions. You know what I mean? Like, they're just being real people in imperfect places, being honest. And then the one dude that I was always told left the band or dissolved the band because he had such real faith is the guy that had crap to say. Nothing to say. So my whole perspective changed, whereas it's like now being somebody that is traditionally looked at as somebody from the outside in, from my peer group, I guess, and the whole church and all that, I'm seeing now how gross it was for me to make that assumption about them. Well, I will say this too. Because people are making that same assumption about me probably. Yeah, well, I'll say this too. It's easy to get a biased view when you're inside of a religious culture. Right. As soon as you step out, you can look at anything through a different lens. Do you remember we watched that interview? I love Lee for Purgan. Yeah, I don't know if if you were with me when I watched this video. It was uh, the guy from O Sleeper, and he was doing an interview and talking about how he's got other bands that are not Christian on the side, and he was talking about how he doesn't do Christian music music because he's called to it, but because he's just a Christian and it's a side project for him. And I initially, mm-hmm. when I watched that interview, I was like, dude's not a Christian. Oh my gosh, Keith. <laughs> just, he keep, no, no, he's just doing it for the money. Or in the same <laughs> regard, the first time I listened to Bad Christian Podcast, it was a few years ago, way before I left the church. Really? Yeah. And I remember I listened to it and I listened to an episode and they were cussing. And I was like, nope, they're not Christians. <laughs> That's it. That's it. And no, and, done. and it sounds funny and it's easy to laugh about now. But I'm telling you, if you are in a it, church no, culture, right. if you're you are right. in a religious culture and you're being taught that biased view of what a Christian is look like, right. 
if I say fuck, if I say shit, that doesn't make me not a Christian. If I do music, that's not, I'm writing songs right now that aren't, I'm, I'm working on an EP that I'm trying to get out this year that has no worship songs on it. Now, I think a lot of my songs will naturally like incorporate God, even if it's in the slightest because of my beliefs and my past of just writing worship songs and stuff. But I'm working on music now that's not necessarily Christian music. And I cuss right. and I right. drink. I've had three beers tonight and I've had a great time. And I really feel like I've had some spiritual enlightenment tonight where I'm really just realizing more about who I am and what I need to get closer to God. So so if you are in a religious system where you're being taught what a Christian looks like, stop it. Scratch all of that. Hey. Think for yourself. Look at people and talk with them and get to know them before you judge them. You're is right. That's all I'll say. You're right. And you know why th- why people are like that? Hmm. <clears throat> Because no one will ever see the things the way that no one will try. All my friends think that I'm gone, but I swear, I swear I'm not. Yeah, that's why. I swear I'm not. I butchered that. It's all good. It was a harmony in a parallel universe. So... It was something. That's what I'm getting at, is it's like... This makes me feel that I'll never never be quite normal. (laughs) This makes me feel that I'll never get out alive. (laughs) (laughs) That was was the punchline. Yeah, so that's the almost. If anybody liked our sample... Our trailer. <laughs> Go check out the almost say this sooner is the song. All right. All I'm going to say amazing, is this. But I'm just, I'm Victoria's Secret, though. the almost, you need to sponsor us, both of you. For real, though. We have like, what, 40 some podcasts now? 30 some We're podcasts? getting close to 40. So that should be enough. Okay. Sponsor okay, us. Okay, big name, multi billion dollar corporations. Mm. Look at us. Victoria's Secret, if you sponsor me. We're huge. I'll wear woman's lingerie. Listen, I will sport my junk <laughs> on the well, probably the dark web because not as many oh, bro, people bro. are on the dark web. <laughs> I don't know if I'd put it on Google if you sponsor me. I have a funny story before we leave. So last week at work, I, I'm joking. Uh, I really don't care. I went to work and uh, I woke up late. I didn't have time to get fully dressed, so I was free balling it. And just put on a pair of jeans, walked out the door, went and worked all day. I'm doing my timesheet at the end of the day, you know, bleep, 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 put my RSA token in, go to my timesheet, putting all that jazz in. I look down, the skin of one of my balls (laughs) (laughs) is hanging out a little hole. Are you serious? Yeah, because my legs are spread like this and I look down. And I see the skin of my testicle. Nice. And I'm just like, oh, I wonder how long that's been like that. I've been, because I was working with a guy all day long. Nice, dude. <laughs> so, so my question is, like, what happens if you're at work and you have like a Randy Kravitz moment? Where what's you just, that? Where you just like bend down as you're, <laughs> as you're free balling and your crotch just that's rips. That's the worst. And you just teabag the cold hard earth. 
Like, what what happens? That's why whenever... Especially uh, when it's winter. Like, don't your balls just kind of, like, you know, suck up well, I stay, warmth? Well, I stay pretty warm. There has been a couple days where it's gotten, like, really cold, and we go to, like, a gas station to get something to eat, and I go into the bathroom, and I'm like... One of my balls are gone. Seriously, though. Oh, my God. Seriously, though. And I'm literally, like, in the bathroom, like, cupping They're, myself. Like, and I'm like, they get almost they get almost internalized. I know. Like, your body almost swallows them like a black hole. <laughs> I know. That's the, my biggest fear, dude. Like, like my like, biggest fear is that just the <laughs> black hole that is, like, the bottom of my body just, like, sucks my ball out and shoots it out my mouth or something weird. Like, it just, oh like, my God. relocates. My my testicle like that like is you a, still have it. That it's is just a in real, a different that area. That is a real fear. A real fear, my friend. My biggest fear is like dark energy. Just, you don't want to mess around. Oh, I had a good dream about dark energy. My We're biggest fear to hit is like that on the next podcast. My biggest fear is like it'll get so cold it'll just go up in there and just not come back down. I don't know where it's gonna. Okay, go. so I actually had a really bad experience. I'm trying to remember when it was. I'm gonna say it was like 13 or 14. Like, my balls had definitely dropped, right? But yeah. the, I was, like, sitting in a position or something where it did, like, get stuck inside oh. for, like, a good minute. What were you? I would be, like, doing squats, like, smacking myself. I, like. Yeah, I was. I was. I was at home <laughs> sitting, like, awkwardly oh in a chair like you're trying to adjust a wedgie. And I'm, like, massa- <laughs> I'm literally massaging, like, my V-cut. To get your, these your things to pop in out, and, you're just sitting there like, and it was just it was it looks, and it was it's just, not what it's it looks not like. What it looks like yet. <laughs> it's seriously like it just. No, I mean I was naked with the door shut. Like there's no like you know, but I'm serious. Excuse me, too many yings. I'm serious. Like, and the wings. I had to massage my ball out of my body. Like, I, how does it get to the point where that has to happen? Like, it's never happened since then. Were you cold or was it just sitting? No, in a like weird... I I don't remember how it happened. So I literally don't know or remember how it happened. Like your body's like, <laughs> it was yeah. My body, my stomach was like, you don't feed me enough. I'm gonna eat your ball. Your freaking balls are mine. I don't know, dude. This podcast is re- getting really weird, really fast. <laughs> we should have ended this like 20 minutes ago. It's all good. We hey. are. Hey, we are hashtag uncensored. Mm, uncensored and i will not because keith doesn't want to take the time to edit anything and that's okay yes that is the main reason but also reason number two i will not revoke anything i say on this podcast i will not take back anything i say because this is me being me and uh so we're here in the studio and we're about to wrap things up we've had a couple yinglings and we're just having a good time and i think we're gonna wrap this up now and minute and 45 minutes in yeah, we're almost two hours in. This is probably the longest episode we've ever done. But we're going to wrap this up. It's been a really good episode. We literally talked nothing about diets and philosophy. And we kind of did for and a minute. For a minute, and then we got sidetracked for like an hour. It's okay. And then a minute again, then we got sidetracked we, for 45 you know, minutes. You want to know what we, don't talk, what we didn't talk anything about, Keith? What? AI. So I went we back. We didn't talk we about didn't AI. We didn't talk shit about AI. We're the last one. That was like the last one. Yeah. yeah. Like literally, I'm like I I when I went back to listen back on that podcast when you when you when you put it up. And I'm like, did we actually talk about that? I was <laughs> like didn't. I was like I know that we did like before we recorded. We planned on it. Yeah, like so here's in case anybody was wondering about that, I'm sorry we didn't get into that. Maybe we can one day. Yeah. But future episode. Freaking we were we were watching AI videos before we broadcasted. Creepy shit, dude. 
It can't. Yeah, seriously though, like they're alive. They're freaking fake people or real people, and they're gonna destroy the earth. One of them does this weird lip thing where it like smiles, but it looks like Hitler. It no, dude. It <laughs> looks like, like it's possessed, which makes sense that it would be because it's just an otherwise soulless life form, bro. But anyway, this is another topic. But like we did talk about AI, the Antichrist, just... Antichrist, and AI. <laughs> no one would expect it. No one, which is biblical. But anyway. So, except Dude. we did just expect it just <laughs> we, now. So now it can't happen. <laughs> it can't happen now. <laughs> Screw you, devil. Antichrist <laughs> is not going to be Papa John's pizza. Because I love it too much. Or but, yingling. It will not yingling. be yingling. Yes, absolutely. But I'm just saying, AI is freaking weird, but we didn't talk about it. So I don't know why Keith put it on there. I don't know, it's man. It's okay. Because we had planned to talk about it. it. It's, and, it's funny. It's, it's funny. Right. And it got your attention. It got your attention. Clickbait. See, it was clickbait. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm going to stop putting titles and just put pictures of naked women i was just gonna say we need to just become <laughs> pilgrims prodigals and porn yes and we'll become popular at pilgrims prodigals and porn and then we'll just never talk about porn yeah so will we? we'll be like one of those uh try not to laugh videos where it's always like <laughs> starts off with like a woman with like huge boobs but actually never shows her yeah so yeah you're not a man if you don't know what we're talking about <laughs> i don't know man i this is uh keith here signing off nate uh i'm signing in i got another two hours in me mm, episode number two for the night anyway so we will see you guys and uh have a safe week yeah uh, um i might be on here with ben tomorrow doing another episode if not we'll see you next week i'll be gone over the weekend so i won't be able to post anything but um give us some love guys um if any of you that are still listening or whatever i don't i haven't even i haven't even looked at the i mean i don't have access to it you'd have to show me what what we're looking like right now as far as followers and i honestly haven't checked in like a week we'll check we'll check on it and let you guys know how we're doing for those of you who are who are here and listening thank you for sticking it out this late into the podcast we really appreciate you love you all you're crazy we need to like take you out for freaking ice cream sometime um, let's do that i'm scheduling that right now get a hold of me let's all we're gonna meet up and go get pizza and ice cream sometime yeah dude sounds awesome pilgrims and prodigals we'll, we'll and hit porn. up like greek and like let's go to greek's pizza in anderson or something yes and just like <clears throat> smash some pizza and go out for freaking goods ice cream yeah, yeah if you, if that sounds if that sounds fun to anybody let us know hopefully we don't um, run into tom farling at goods yeah. Oh, by the way, I saw that we had uh, some Japanese listeners again. Yes! So we will try not to offend you guys, all right? We love you guys. We love everybody. And uh, till next time, this is Keith signing off. And Nate signing in. Later. All right. Goodbye.